Do you remember back in 2018 when Ash Wednesday coincided with Valentine's Day and Easter fell on April Fool's Day? No doubt your church or other churches in your area incorporated this unique alignment into their marketing and social media. And some might have succeeded, but I know I saw more than my share of cringeworthy ideas and executions. And while not every year provides this direct of a connection, there are holidays, special events, and anniversaries every year. These provide us with incredible opportunities for both content and connection when done well. And that's what we'll be talking about on today's episode of the MyCom Church Marketing Podcast. Thank you to everybody for listening. My name is Dan Wunderlich. I'm a United Methodist pastor, and I also happen to have written a post for the MyCom website and newsletter called How to Incorporate Holidays in Church Communication. That'll be the foundation for the first part of today's episode, and there will be a link in the show notes to that article if you'd like to check it out or share it with someone on your team. And I encourage you to check it out because it's full of links to lots of great related articles and other resources from United Methodist Communications, some of which are actually holiday-specific. So if you have a special season coming up and you're feeling stuck or out of ideas, these links can be a big help. So first, let's take a look at the seven keys to incorporating holidays into your church marketing and communication. First, we want to acknowledge significant holidays. Holidays are a part of the rhythm of life for our congregations and our communities. We're constantly reminded of holidays by everything from work and school schedules to the marketing of Coca-Cola and the local car dealerships. I can't imagine Christmas without the Coca-Cola polar bears. And of course, every time there's Memorial Day or Veterans Day or Labor Day, you know, the local car dealership has a big sale and everything is themed around that holiday. Well, by incorporating holidays into our church communication, it shows that we're aware of and connected to these days, events, and seasons that are important to our community. What is meaningful to them is meaningful to us, too. And many of these will be nationally recognized holidays, but unique local holidays or events offer an even better chance to show that your church cares. I used to pastor a smaller church in a rural community that had an arts festival every fall. It was well known. People came from far distances to be a part of this festival, and our church having a booth and providing uh, food and air conditioning and bathrooms, it showed that we were a member of the community. Holidays also provide the opportunity for us to change up our regular messaging, and this can help it to stand out from our normal week-to-week posts. Social media is a great outlet for holiday-related content, from sharing graphics to filming videos or asking holiday-themed questions that can help boost our engagement beyond what we see every week. The challenge, of course, is getting our version of the holiday post to stand out from everyone else's holiday posts. Well, number two is finding ways to celebrate holidays outside of worship. Just because it happens to be a holiday weekend doesn't mean that your worship service has to be holiday-centric. Worship has a specific purpose, and some themes or gimmicks can really detract from that purpose. Even for religious holidays when our ultimate goal may be getting people to church, relationship building often begins outside of the worship service. So holiday-based events that aren't on a Sunday morning or even on church property at all may be more accessible and comfortable for visitors and non-members. For example, this last Easter season, our church put on an Easter fair out at the local soccer fields. It was at a park, and we had some uh, local restaurant cater the event, and we had games and face painting, and it was really an awesome opportunity for us to celebrate Easter with our community outside the context of worship, and then those that were looking for a church on Easter, we were able to make those connections. And just as acknowledging a holiday shows that you're connected to what's going 
going on outside your walls. Actually getting involved in community events that are already planned by other people shows that you're putting that connection into action. So think about having a table at the festival. Enter a float in the parade. Be one of the sponsors on the 5K and get your members to show up wearing your church's t-shirt. We have monthly food truck festivals in our town and we make sure that there are folks from our church wearing their church t-shirt there almost every month and it shows that we're a part of the community and we're present where our community is already gathering. And again, for specific holiday ideas that are tied to holidays that you might be celebrating in your community, be sure to search the MyCom archives. Now, number three, we want to make intentional connections with our community. Now, a lot of this depends on the culture of your community. Walking into a local business and pitching a partnership with your church might be a tough sell in some communities, but in others, it may be a natural thing. But if it's connected to a holiday, you may find hearts and minds a bit more open no matter what community you're from, especially if there's a community service aspect involved with what you're doing. If you're having an event where food will be served, line up free or reduced cost catering and make the restaurant a presenting sponsor. They always love being seen as someone that gives back to the community. If you've got a big event for families with kids, invite a local radio station or television station to broadcast from the event. No doubt they're looking for events that they can be out and present in the community at as well. Connect with a locally owned toy store or bookstore and see if they'll let volunteers from your church offer free gift wrapping on a couple nights leading up to Christmas or Easter or maybe even during the high school graduation season, a time when other organizations aren't looking to partner with them, but you might be able to. Now, obviously, these kinds of partnerships can be implemented any time of the year, but local businesses like our churches are always looking for special events and ways to connect to holidays. Now, be sure to tag partnering organizations in your social media posts uh, about these events and from these events. It'll make it easy for them to share your posts with their audience. Number four, look for ways to have fun. Many holidays offer the chance for your church to show off its culture and personality. There's a reason that humor and surprise are common elements in viral videos and posts that get a lot of views and engagement on social media. People love fun. And humor is an incredible tool for church communicators and preachers to utilize, but it can also get us into trouble, and I'm sure you've uh, seen that before. Make sure you run ideas or jokes or slogans, uh, even some designs past an extra set of eyes just to check for unintended meanings or to confirm that it'll actually elicit a laugh and not a groan. Uh, So make sure you're checking with people who are maybe outside of your demographic. If you are a younger church communicator, check with some older folks. If you're an older folk, uh, maybe check with a young adult or a youth in your church just to make sure everything is coming across the way you intend it to come across. And certainly while humor is subjective, some jokes like Jesus is risen, no fooling for that Easter, April Fool's Day connection in 2018. Jokes like that may be a little too obvious, a little too on the nose, and it can make people groan and it can really turn them off. And when you're planning your calendar, another tip is to not just note the major holidays, but browse the national day calendar because there are hundreds of smaller holidays that are happening all throughout the year. Now, the full list can be kind of overwhelming, but you can find curated calendars out there. Sprout Social has created a hashtag holiday 
holiday calendar featuring a curated list of the most popular holidays. Some of the days are not only fun, but they're easy to plan for and they can create space for ministry to happen. For example, National Ice Cream Day always falls on a Sunday in July. And so if you give away free ice cream after church that day, you'll not only generate smiles all around, but you'll create a reason for your church members and even some of your visitors maybe to stick around and build community. And then of course, posting pictures of people smiling and eating ice cream online and saying happy ice cream day isn't a bad way to fill your social media one day of the year. Number five, you want to be sensitive. On the flip side, some holidays can be more somber and serious, particularly days like All Saints Day and Memorial Day. It's easier to remember those as tough days and remember that some people might not be seeing those days as days to really celebrate and go over the top. It may be more um, more of a serious or poignant holiday for them. But there are also holidays that are a time of joy for some or even most of your congregation that can simultaneously be a time of pain for others. For example, We want to find ways to honor moms on Mother's Day without doing it in such a way that might hurt the feelings of folks that maybe can't be a mom or uh, have lost their children or just don't feel called to be a mom and they don't want to feel excluded. Remember that there are single people and families in your church. So when you plan a Valentine's Day event or a sermon series about marriage, we want to be sensitive to the fact that there are single people in our congregations as well. And maybe around Christmas time, consider offering a blue Christmas service to reach out to those who are really missing a lost loved one this time of year. Now, being sensitive doesn't mean we can't celebrate, but we should be pastoral and Christ-like in all that we do. And a great start would be to intentionally listen to your congregation and community in order to hear people's stories and discover where the joy or hidden pain might be. Six, be intentional and thoughtful about patriotic holidays. Now, context is key in celebrating every holiday, but it's especially important when approaching patriotic holidays. Again, we want to demonstrate that we recognize and honor what is important to the people in our communities, but we also want to be clear that we worship Jesus and serve the kingdom of God. Patriotism in the church can be a fine line to walk, and it's always possible that you're going to face criticism no matter what you choose to do or not do, no matter what you say or not say. But being intentional and thoughtful will help you have conversations with those who might be concerned by your decision. Make sure that you can explain what you're doing and why you're doing it. And according to an excellent article from Discipleship Ministries on the display of the U.S. flag in worship spaces, the inclusion or exclusion of patriotic elements by the church can be supported by both strong and weak arguments. So make sure you've really thought through what and why you're doing what you're doing. Another point to remember is that attitudes about patriotism and the place of politics in the church can differ generationally. For example, research shows that millennials are much more politically independent and less patriotic than previous generations. So if your church desires to make connections with emerging generations, it may require a shift in some traditions. Obviously, the smart answer here is to know your community well. Seven, never forget your focus and mission. It's the last point, but it's the most important point. The church exists to glorify God and to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. When the recognition and celebration of a holiday helps us do that, we should open ourselves up to it and we should get involved. In Acts chapter 17, while the Apostle Paul is in Athens, he sees an altar labeled as being to the unknown God, and he uses this bit of their culture as a springboard to preach Christ. 
On the other hand, when holidays detract from our focus or it might cause confusion about our mission, we should put our focus and mission first. Also from the Apostle Paul, this time in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 from verses 23 to 33, Paul offers the guidance that as we navigate the worlds of religion and culture, we should make our decisions based on what will communicate the way of Jesus to the world and ultimately what will bring glory to God. We shouldn't over-spiritualize holidays, but we also shouldn't ignore what makes us unique. Finding ways to connect themes that people understand and value to the themes of the gospel is the kind of effective communication that Jesus and the biblical writers practiced all the time. Okay, so those are seven foundational principles that we can apply, but what does this look like in practice? How can I use a season or holiday to connect with people in my community? Well, let's walk through a framework that can be applied to virtually any holiday or season from seasons like Christmas that are both religious and cultural to something like back to school season, which might not show up on your liturgical calendar, but definitely plays a role in the rhythms of your community. So here are three things you can do to create a framework for incorporating seasons and holidays practically into your church communications. Number one, you want to create a theme for the season. This is often known as a campaign. The theme might be connected to a sermon or sermon series, but it could also be a standalone theme. Remembering that a significant part of your target audience is likely people who aren't already connected to your church or potentially any church at all, we want to make sure that the theme makes sense and will resonate with folks who aren't a part of your church and maybe aren't that uh, familiar with the Bible. You know, sometimes we can come up with really cool or clever sermon titles or marketing slogans, but they rely on a knowledge of scripture or they make a play on a Bible verse that people might not be familiar with. And so they don't mean much to outsiders or people unfamiliar with the Bible. So we want to make sure that whatever overarching theme we're choosing is something that is accessible to everybody. Think about slogans from brands like uh, Starbucks. Uh, They always have something around Christmas time. They succinctly communicate an idea that can be executed in lots of different ways from television commercials to window clings to that little cardboard thing that you hold around your coffee. And that leads us to number two. We want to create content around this theme, but we want to make sure that it's not simply promotional content. You want to find imagery, quotes, Bible verses, links, videos, You can brainstorm questions and polls, anything that fits within the overarching theme. And this step is essential because it helps us flesh out the theme and it gets people connected to it. If all people see is marketing messaging, asking them to show up for worship or show up for a specific event at a specific time or place, they may end up tuning you out. Rather, you want to find an overarching theme that people can connect to in the moment and have fun with and have resonance with while they are seeing and interacting with your posts. So for example, let's use the back to school season. You might start by running a social media poll or asking a question during the last few weeks of summer that hint at the transition out of summer. What's left on your summer bucket list? What was your favorite part of the summer? Or what will you miss the most about summer? You can then transition into content about the upcoming school year. Most likely, your audience is parents or at least adults, so you want to make sure you're asking questions that adults and parents are connected with. So maybe you can ask, how do you feel about your kids going back to school? And the answers could be a variety of emojis or GIFs. Or you could post a photo of a trapper keeper and ask if anyone remembers them, right? You can play on nostalgia. It's back to school season for the 
kids, but don't you remember how excited you were when your parents took you school supply shopping and you got your new Trapper Keeper for the year? Uh, another trend, at least this summer, uh, the summer of 2019 on social media, is to post a photo of something that's recognizable and ask the question, what is this? And then in parentheses, wrong answers only. And certainly with something like a Trapper Keeper, you could come up with some creative uh, wrong answers for what that is. And finally, as you draw even closer to the first week of school, you can then start to invite people to get back in the rhythm of life by also coming back to church. You see how you build this on-ramp for people where they start getting connected with your church. You start guiding their thoughts about the end of summer, the beginning of school, getting back into the rhythm, and then you offer coming back to church as part of that rhythm. Third and finally, you want to create a holiday or season-specific page on your website. Now, many churches make Christmas and Easter-specific pages on your website, and that's a maybe a good template that you can start with, but you can do this for any special event or season as well. Maybe you have a back-to-school page or a page about your church's involvement in that big local arts festival or 5K or an event like that. Essentially, this is your what-to-expect or first-time visitor page that includes things like worship times, your address and frequently asked questions like parking or childcare or how people dress or even what happens during a service. But you want to take this page and then you specifically tailor the imagery, the language, the logos, any illustrations to the season, the holiday, or the event. And then when you post your uh, questions or polls or invitations to worship on social media, you want to link to this page on your website so that those people who are interested and connected by this theme find a specific themed page on your website that answers all the questions they have and gives them the specific information they are looking for. If you send them just to the front page of your website, they may be confused, they may get lost, and then of course once they're lost, they're clicking off your website. But if you're going to participate in a big arts festival, have a special page on your website that explains the involvement you're going to have and where you're going to be and how people can find you. You get the idea. You want to give people the information they're specifically going to be looking for and make sure that's the link. And now here's a bonus fourth point. If you have the Facebook Pixel installed or you can install the Facebook Pixel on your website, you can then target ads on Facebook based on whether people have been to that specific page or not. So you can specifically exclude people who have been to that page if you don't want to pay to reach people who've already been to that page on your site. Or you can do what's called retargeting where you run an ad that specifically targets people who have been to that page on your site. You can then tailor the language and the imagery the call to action, and you can phrase things such as, we're so excited to see you this weekend at fill in the event, or we just wanted to remind you that the big event is coming up, right? You can use reminder language, or we're so excited to see you since you're planning on coming once we know people have already been to that page. Now, obviously, not every holiday is going to warrant a full campaign with a landing page and weeks worth of content and paid Facebook ads. However, I would encourage you to brainstorm about what seasons or events outside of just Christmas and Easter that you might be able to turn into a bigger push for your church. Because the truth is, every other church in your area is going to be pushing for people those times of the year. And especially with Christmas, every brand under the sun from churches to toy companies to book companies to electronics companies, literally everyone wants attention at Christmas time. If you can find other times of the year to invest in, it'll help you and your marketing stand out. And now, listeners, we want to hear from you. How do you incorporate seasons and holidays into your church marketing? 
Do you have any stories of success or failures that you've learned from? Email us at podcast at umcom.org and we just might share your story on a future episode. And you can, of course, use that email, podcast at umcom.org, to send us any feedback or topic suggestions you have for the show. We would love to hear from you. Finally, if you found this podcast to be helpful and you'd like to make sure that other church communicators like yourself find this resource, the two biggest things you can do is share this episode with your friends and colleagues and leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, or whatever service you're listening on right now. Thanks again for listening to the MyCom Church Marketing Podcast.